PW Hustle Networks present PWR at the Movies. Join the professor, Tommy Wonder, and JB as they discuss the greatest pro wrestling moments in movie history. through six partners in two years i get phone calls complaining about you and you know what i do i don't call them back because i don't have an answer to the question what question why the hell are you still here detective thompson are you there can you track it signals being redirected meet me at the wwe event in the coliseum at 12 noon and no police i see them he dies We'll have eyes on you the entire time. In six hours and 42 minutes to find him. We have a tactical team on standby if needed. Take him now. You're a dead man. We'll have officers throughout the arena. There's a kid with a bomb strapped to him. Can anyone identify this guy? We'll take him down. going on there to the big beetle lights what's going on there to the hominites what's going on there to jimmy and the pwcites what is going on to the israelites what's going on to the hermaphrodites what's going on to all the ice out there the left the right the dims the repubs what is going on to all the corrupt politicians out there you know who you are but anyway that's neither here nor there welcome or welcome to the pwr podcast here at the homie media group at pawbeam.com and we are going back to the movies. We're going back to having the popcorn in our hand. We're going back to the sodas, you know, the Pepsis, the Cokes. We're going back to the Juju's. We're going back to the Junior Mints. We're going to have the, the Skittles. We're going to have the M&Ms and all that stuff. While we watch on the 50-inch plasma TV as we go back to the movies. But before we do that, I must introduce myself because I am vain like that. And it's deja vu like a motherfucker, and only TW knows this joke because this is an inside joke. But I must introduce myself again because not only was I eight years younger when I already did it, per se, I'm going to be eight years younger more when I do this again. An inside joke that only me and TW knows. Uh, you know, it's always funny that an inside joke that only two people can laugh at and nobody else will get the joke. You know what? Shame on y'all, Reflection Nights. You are missing the joke. We need to hear another. I am the most charismatic one. I am the most scholarly one, I am the most effervescent one, but most importantly, I am the glorious one. The only objective man in the IWC, YWC, PWC, Peninsula. The only objective man in this political spectrum. The only objective man that's going to vote Cornell West from the Green Party in 2024. Hopefully he will have Jesse DeBody Ventura as his running mate for presidency of the United States. Why give it to the Republicans to be corrupt? In the in the Washington D.C., why give it to the Democrats to be corrupt in Washington D.C.? It is time for the Green Party to be corrupt and go into Washington and fuck this country up. It is their turn. It is their time to shine, Reflectionites, and that is my duty to vote for Green, not the Money Green, but the Green Party. I am the Professor Chabeva Cruz, and I'm not here by myself. No, 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 no. I am here. I've said this already with my brother from another mother. He is the conservative liberal, the liberal conservative. Maybe he'll be the green liberal or the green conservative. Dumb dumb dude in an idiot's own. Dr. Freaking Stein, Mr. Wonderful, the Iron Stomach One, the Tommy Wonder. How are you doing, my friend, my pal, my confidant? I may have asked you this a couple of minutes ago, but what's I'm going on? I'm doing good. With you? I feel like we're in a, in a vacuum. I feel like I've already blamed you for this. I said, I'm feeling good other than the fact you made me watch this movie we're about to review, except for it was me. Then picked it, so this one's on me. But uh, hey, you got the Green Party. If they make the Hot Pink Party, I'm in. I'll vote oh. for that. I don't even care yeah. who's running. I'm just Bernie. Bernie I... can run. 
If it's a hot pink and black party, Bernie's running. I'm voting for Bernie. All I'm just saying, T.W., you know, I'm not going on a political tirade, but I, again, you have to agree with this. If the Republicans have fucked up Washington and the Democrats have fucked up Washington, why not the Green Party? It's their turn to fuck up Washington. I don't even know what they stand for. I know of the other ones. What's the, what's the other ones that, uh, the other ones that people tell me I am because I'm more center on both things, but, uh. Well, centrist is, is neither here nor there, but that's. What's the other the, Republican version? What's that shit called? They're the Tea Party, the Freedom Caucus. Nope, neither one of them. This shit's been around forever, man. The, oh, Libertarians? The, libertarian, that one. That's mm-hmm. the one that people tell me I am because socially conservative. Or no, socially liberal, politically conservative, fiscally, fiscally conservative. I'm, I'm just saying, but if you're a brand of what it is, of the monopoly in this right. in, in this political spectrum. You the illusion of choice. It's the illusion. That's why I said no one's picking green. So you should just go money green. But anyway, you need a king of the ASI. What does the green party even mean? What does that stand for? What does the green end mean? I, I think it, what what are their ideologies? I really don't know. I think they, they try to like be a hybrid of everything. <laughs> it's trying to be a hybrid of both. I right. mean, that's even worse. I don't know if you want to take the good and the bad, take the good of the Republicans and the good of the uh, Democrats' that, that, ideology to try to create a hybrid. In a yeah, it's central. It's the ultimate centrist, supposedly. But then you know, people say the Green Party is the undercover Republicans and Democrats who can't get on their ticket, so they go on the Green Party's ticket. That's absolutely some of them, for sure, yeah. without doubt. But the party probably existed for them to use them in the first place. So there probably is a, a core origin party that is someone who was fed up with both sides and said mm-hmm. hey we're doing this right but you know what tw i see on the left reflection i said if you're not seeing this on the video that a track found the dirtiest of the city is gonna upload hopefully on the youtube networks of the pw hustle networks but it says panther pride that's the right it looks it looks something new right now i mean i haven't seen that one i've seen the tna sacrifice one but panther pride what where did that come from i see the so, wwe logo so- so since we've last recorded, because <laughs> because Ray inside joke inside joke reflection Ray Ray uh, got Bud Light cans in a forty ounce version for uh, history on the sixty five day. But anyway, oh, oh yeah, reflection nights. We didn't record last week because it was Ray and his lovely wife Jennifer's sex anniversary. So happy sex anniversary to Raymond and Jennifer. I hope they had some good hot sex during their sex anniversary. <laughs> but go ahead, TW. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But since we last recorded, I've been to Taylor Swift with my daughters. We've been to Brian Adams and, and uh, Joan Jett with my daughters. I went to The Cure by myself. I would tell you a long story about how it's the worst night of my concert going life, but let's just say it was. And uh, and and then me and the girls for Father's Day with my buddy Daddy Diamond and his son Jake the Snake, we went and saw the at the time third place Michigan Panthers take on the at the time first place Philadelphia Stars at Ford Field and Big E, uh, Xavier Woods and Kobe Kingston were the MCs. They were there all night doing the rah rah shish goombah. Which is why that's there, and that's why I got that right there. It's a new day. Uh-huh. I didn't actually go meet him. The line was recalculous. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. This this is new. This wasn't on the uh, the Deja Vu version. So right. I have been to the NFL. I have been to the NBA. I've been to the NHL. I've been to MLB. I have been to the OHL or whatever the Detroit Vipers played in. Uh, ECHL. What I don't know. Whatever. I have been to. WrestleMania in three states or two states, and I have been now to the USFL, which I'm old enough to have had a chance to have gone to the USFL when it originally existed, except for uh, I didn't go because I was little. But you mean you mean the Donald Trump USFL? I have never in my life been to a venue. I've been to Carolina Hurricanes uh, game to see the Capitals. Mm-hmm. I've been um, again to. Every Red Wing venue, Olympia, Joe Lewis, and LCA. I have never seen a venue sell not only the merchandise of the team that plays there, but also sell the merch of their opponent. And when I walked in, all I saw was this store with all the Michigan Panthers, and at the ass end of it, Philadelphia Stars merch. And I was like, well, that's different. And so I told my buddy, if they win, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to buy a Philadelphia Stars hat and I'm never cheering for the Michigan Panthers again. I get it. There's people here. My daughters are telling me one of their uh, one of their 
people on their mom's side. He's a Chicago Bears fan. Corey, I've met him. Good dude. So it's they know everyone's not going to cheer for the hometown team. Someone might be here from Philadelphia that lives here now, and it's their chance to get Philadelphia Stars merch. Or there's only eight teams. They're just trying to make fans out of somebody. And so I'm going to assume that every week, whoever they play there, they're going to sell their merch too. And I did see a family when the game was ended. They won, by the way, and now they are the division champs, and they play in Canton, Ohio uh, yesterday. By the time mm-hmm. this hits the uh, – unless you're listening to it early – on the uh, on the Twitch, on the Twitch, the early release from uh, our, our damn it, the Big Vito brand, God Big Vito damn. Noel, damn it, mm-hmm. I had Noel, I couldn't come, Big Vito's, I got a head injury, but anyways, mm-hmm. you listen to it early, um, Canton, Ohio, it's them versus the third place team because Philadelphia went from first to out of it because of that loss, they lost to Michigan both games, um, so that was cool, but I saw a family, they were in there and the guy was buying a hat, and I thought, you know what, that's cool. He's probably trying to have original eight hat collection, right? So mm-hmm. that's cool that he can buy it that way and I have to pay the shipping or buy it from somewhere else. One thing that's not going to help the USFL is every app that I try to check the score or see what – like if you look at a score on CBS Sports or ESPN or um, – couple of the other ones score is an app i have if you look it'll tell you what it's airing on tv on so i was trying to find out what network it was airing on so fox might have some ownership in this usfl i'm not positive but they do it's the only app that had you know how you select your favorite team so that that's the stuff it shows first yeah that's the only app that had the usfl on it okay. i didn't try nfl because i didn't think why would i try nfl to see usfl but the fox sports app was there and i could watch it on the fox sports app but it was a good game it wasn't horrible uh you know you said it before sometime ago when we were talking that it goes to show that after the nfl it's it's not a very good uh not a very good product fruit tree it's not a very fruitful tree underneath the nfl Um, the pipe the pipeline of football reflection act is not as deep as baseball and and basketball and hockey here's a here's an interesting stat i'm 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 guessing what it was, but I know it was ballpark this. And it's crazy to me. I, I would assume you too when you hear what I tell you what it is because mm-hmm. we've watched guys play 15, 20 years in the NFL. Like, not many of them play 20. They're kickers or punters or centers. But, right. but we watch quarterbacks go 15 years easy, right? The average NFL career is under two years. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. That's all the dudes on the special teams and the – the third string and all that who are in the league for two months and get cut that that's jacking the average up. But I'm going to assume a lot of it is due to injury. So, you know, no, you it's, it's it there, a 53 man roster is very cutthroat. And unless yeah. you have that guarantee, not a guaranteed contract, but a very like nice sizable contract where your value is, is shown and worth and the guaranteed money is there. Yeah. <laughs> And, produ- and your production is there. So, you know, again, this ain't an NFL podcast. This ain't a USFL, USFL. podcast. This ain't, this ain't an XFL podcast, which, which probably we might talk about, but neither here nor there. But we are a PWR wrestling podcast, which will we do? We will be doing a movie review here. But the movie is wrestling oriented per se. Well, actually, this mo- particular movie in conjunction is more wrestling oriented. In the past, that we then since No Holds Barred, in my humble opinion, and since Body Slam, because there was a scene which we will talk about, Reflectionites, where it was very uh, centric around a WWE house show, but neither here nor there. But it wasn't a house this, show. It was like SummerSlam or something. You see no, that? It, it, it was a it was a house show. It, it was it was meant to be a house show. But I, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, Reflectionites. But. This was a TW selection that he wanted me to talk about. And we're going to talk about the 2016 movie from WWE Studios Countdown, starring Dolph Ziggler and co-starring Kane, a.k.a. Glenn Jacobs. And as TW is holding a Dolph Ziggler action figure. Let's, before we talk about the movie TW, let's go per se, because I think we've talked about this before our recording. So we're going to have to talk about it again. But in 2016, Dolph Ziggler, was in a heavy program in, on SmackDown Live when SmackDown Live was actually cool because when they did that revamp with all that stuff with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. Yeah, no, fist. it wasn't. The, no, I'm talking about the, the general manager kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon, everybody was kind of like going on the SmackDown side. But neither here nor there. We're not talking about the logistics. But 
During that time, Dolph Ziggler was in a heavy program trying to regain the Intercontinental Championship from The Miz at the time. But of course, WWE is shrewd and slick, and Vince McMahon is always slick by trying to premiere a movie that is direct to video, by the way, Reflection Night. So it wasn't in the movie theaters, but it was trying to promote Countdown with what Dolph Ziggler was going to. So before we even talk about the movie TW, I must harp on this again. Dolph Ziggler, just like uh, we did the episode weeks ago with Two Cold Scorpio, untapped potential. His, his potential hasn't been tapped to the fullest. He was a world heavyweight champion. He was a Money in the Bank winner and cashed it in to become a world heavyweight champion. Multiple time Intercontinental champion, multiple time U.S. champion, tag team champion, the works. But he's never been valued. But again, I would say as a wrestling career, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, all the, you know, naysayers and the podcasters would shit on Dolph Ziggler for losing to someone like Mustafa Ali right now, you know, on Monday Night Raw right now. But what say you, TW, about Dolph Ziggler? Is he untapped potential? Is it been a wasted potential that Vince McMahon has never honed in? What say you about that? And He's you're holding... His, yes. The dirty dogs, man. So mm -hmm. listen, I'm... I'm going to tell you who Dolph Ziggler is. Uh, first and foremost, I'm going like, to repeat myself. His biggest crutch, well, no, no. He, he, I'm a fan, first and foremost. This guy took lemons, Mikey, Spirit Squad, and made lemonade out of it and reinvented himself as Dirk, or Dirk, Dirk Diggler, uh, Dolph Ziggler. And uh, he's, it's insane to think how long he's been there. And over the last 10 years, multiple times, he, uh, he, he's been rumored that his contract's up, that he's leaving, and he's going. And most recently, when AEW first started up, because everyone thought that's where he's going, I think he even did some tweets that, like, hinted at. But he's also tried his hand at comedy. He was dating that piece of shit Amy Schumer for a while. Um, but his biggest crutch is he made no effort to conceal the fact that he was trying to be Shawn Michaels. There was no... Shawn Michaels isn't gone long enough to do it, right? Like... He's still there. He's at NXT. Um, and then I think someone probably smartened him up a bit because if you recall, he then started adding the pink to the repertoire and it was almost like he was a hybrid of Sean and Brett, not just Sean anymore. But the super kick, the elbow, oh, everything, which is fine. That I think you would call him affected if that's what you're going to call him, which I was. I came to the ring doing this shit and you know or, I was doing or, it. Or he's paying homage to somebody he grew up right. watching. Right, but but what I'm saying is, uh, you know, my two guys that I idolized were Lex and Brett, and I came to the ring doing my hands like Brett Hart, not even knowing it until someone told me I was doing it, and mm -hmm. and then whenever I would sell, I'd go hoof hoof like Luger when he got punched or chopped in the corner, and mm -hmm. I, I eventually wean those out of my, you know, system repertoire <laughs> repertoire, but that's what you call affected. Like I didn't do it on purpose. They were sub subconscious doing it, right? So, but what he is, first and foremost, and I don't think I got to tell you this because we figured out what we were doing wrong and we started over, but mm -hmm. he is the, and I don't, I don't think it's him that rocks the boat so much, but he's the, Millennium. the opposite of the good hand. He's a good hand. Okay. There's, He's the anti-Miz. They they both have had parallel careers. They've been there about the same amount of time. He might have been there a little longer. But the difference is the Miz will lose and he will embarrass himself and he will do whatever for the better betterment of the, the company, of the night, right? Mm -hmm. He There's no ego. Dolph is the opposite. He, he does it, and lately he's done it more. He put over Braun Breaker after going over on him. Uh, he did the tag team with Bobby Roode. Um, he put over Mustafa Ali. So I think he's in that stage now where he's giving back. Um, and he's the good guy version of it. So mm -hmm. now I think he's... Well, I would have to say, TW, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yep. every wrestler has a little ego. So I'm, I'm sure Miz has his own ego. He feels like he should be top tier himself. But like you said, for the betterment he's, of the he's business... He's grateful to be there. He's humble and, you know, he... he I bet you he'd be a little bit pissed behind the scenes, but if Vince says take a take a take a dive to Snoop Dogg, no problem, boss. I'll do it just for the betterment of the business. But maybe Dolph Ziggler feels a little bit different not to do that. He's taken the spear from Goldberg per se, but right. 
for the betterment of the business. Again, everybody has an ego. He probably would say, I can do more. I can show well, here's, you more. Here's the thing that's going to blow your mind. The Miz is about a year away, a year and a half away from 20 years there. That's uh -huh. unheard of. Hogan didn't go 20 straight years there. The Miz has never left. He's been there, and he's come to work. He put on his uniform. He does whatever they ask him to do. Does and Yeah, he's got, he probably thinks he can do more than they're letting him, but he does what they ask him to do because one day he's going to go over on John Cena at the main event of WrestleMania with The Rock as the referee. That happens because of everything else he did along the way. Dolph yipping in the back is why you lose to Mustafa Ali on, on Raw when Mustafa Ali hasn't won in a year, right? But mm -hmm. you're helping. You're giving back. And and that's what I mean by he's the anti-Miz. He's been there almost 20 years, at least 15. Um, and so he's been there long enough that you've got to respect him. I, I, would, say, I would say eight, 18 years because I think the Spirit Squad started in 2005. So, yeah, right. I give, give 18 years on, on Ziggler's part. So, well, eight, 2005, that's less than two years, buddy. That's a year and a half. That's a year and a half away. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so and then you know they were in developmental before they came up to there. So, that's what I mean. They've both kind mm -hmm. of been there. They've done their time. And I think on the outside, Dolph does the belly aching, but on the inside, you'd have told him at 10 years old he was going to have a 20-year career in the WWE and counting, he'd take it. Anybody would take been, it. They've both been world champ. They, they feuded with the IC belt, like you said. And they both have made movies for the WWE. Only one guy did that when we were kids, and that was Hogan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there is parallels to both Miz and Dolph Ziggler. So let's now focus on this movie here, which is Countdown, starring Dolph Ziggler. Again, Let's put it in this terms, T.W. with Dolph Ziggler. For Hollywood purposes, Dolph Ziggler has movie star looks. He has that kind of look that he can play the cop, which he is right here in Reflection. He is playing an undercover uh, narcotics uh, cop or whatever, a drug, drug, you know, undercover drug cop, whatever the case may be. But he he's a, yeah, that was that was what I was looking for. Thank you very much, T.W. Yeah. He is a D, undercover DEA agent. Reflectionites that it that goes into the bellies, the underbellies of the world, you know, trying to track down Russians and the Colombian drug laws and all this stuff. But again, before we even talk about the plot of the movie, why are you holding the? Movie? the you can't on? see that hand. <laughs> well, uh, I don't want to look at the hand. That's like you know, we, we're a family-oriented show. But anyway, T.W., <laughs> I'm trying to say that Dolph Ziggler, even playing the cop in this movie, has the Hollywood good looks to play the cop role or to play the bad boy, bad boy. you know, yeah, yeah. The, the bad boy in any kind of movie or playing like the, 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 the sex toy. Like, you know, remember like desperate housewives, he could have been the gardener and Eva Longoria would have had a, had an affair with him, with him or something like that. What say you about Dolph Ziggler's untapped potential? Because again, like you said, he is a comedian. He does that, you know, nightly or weekly when he gets a chance, when he gets the days off, off the road, he performs at comedy clubs across the country. So what's ATW about his unlimited potential for Hollywood per se? He's, he's the reason, he's the only saving grace in this movie. I feel like I've told you this before, but after watching mm -hmm. this movie, I will mm -hmm. never, ever watch a movie with Kane in it again. Uh, his acting in this was absolutely equal to his bad acting in WWE. Um, some of it is the, is the writing. The, the writing is god-awful. Uh -huh. uh, Dolph's partner in the beginning when they're buying, trying to buy these Russian drugs or Russian guns, um, that, that dude's annoying as shit, too. None of these people have ever been in another movie. I'm not surprised. The girl partner he has who's there... By the way, I know we're mm -hmm. supposed to talk about the movie, so I'm gonna... The, the thing opens up with this girl is basically she's... Uh, What's that movie with Andy Garcia and Michael Michael Douglas? Uh, internal Affairs. She's okay. supposed to be Internal Affairs, but they call it EPA or something. Mm -hmm. uh, ethical People Association. Like it's the people that police the police. So she's not even a cop. She's the person to review bad cops. Yeah, well, you gotta remember. You gotta remember where it was. Uh, supposedly, this movie was located in Seattle, Washington. And I don't want to get political reflection. And I don't want to get political reflection on it, and TW probably will know where I'm going with this. But anyway, if there is somebody who is an EPA, 
you know that Seattle, Washington has kind of like digressed into the progressive role. So they probably created that EPA position for the, but, the but supposedly liberal. I don't care the, about that part. The no, no, but, is, uh, but I'm just she's saying. She's not a cop. She's not a review board. No, but you're right. It's not internal affairs. It's right. EPA. So yeah. it probably was created by these liberal procrastinating, you know, democratic snobs and shit like that. And Seattle, Washington is the perfect place. But before we get into the, the crust of the EPA lady, we at least have to talk about the beginning of the movie, like you even said so eloquently. Dolph Ziggler plays an undercover DA narcotics ammunitions cop named Ray Thompson. And you know what, T.W.? Ray Thompson here is supposed to be like Mel Gibson. He's supposed to be like Nick Nolte from 48 Hours. No one can really partner with him because they don't understand him. And he likes to do things alone. So he's, he, he's Batman without the cow. He's Batman without the mask. So you're right. He starts, you know, infiltrating this Russian uh, tugboat, supposedly operation, but yet it's a front to run drugs and guns. But Ray Thompson doesn't come alone. He has his partner with him and the partner fucks it up for him. So what does Dolph Ziggler, a.k.a. Ray Thompson, do, do reflectionize? He's got to prove that he's not you know, a cop. He's got to prove that he's not wired. He's got to prove that he will do anything to get the gun. So what does he do? Shoots his partner in the heart. Luckily, his partner had had a bulletproof vest, but neither here nor there. But you know what? The, the funny thing, T.W., is you can talk about the whole movie like I know you will. But, you know, every action wrestling movie, every movie with a wrestler that's action oriented, don't you always expect, supposedly, you expect a wrestling move from a wrestler? What say you about that? I do. I just watched all 10 Fast and the Furious movies. They're in there. The Rock Bottom, it's in there. Mm -hmm. The Attitude Adjustment, it's in there. Um, they're all in there. And uh, I, are you expect, because, Is it good to expect that? Or is it like f fluky or hokey to expect a wrestler to do a wrestling move in a movie? I think it's a tip of the hat to the wrestling fan that's watching it. And they, I think mm -hmm. they underestimate us thinking we need it because we don't. Mm -hmm. But they do it as a tip of the hat. But I also think part of it is they do it for a kid. But I don't know if this is a movie a kid would watch. Then the more I thought about it, there's really no nudity. There's not a lot of cussing. They do cuss. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know a lot of parents going to let a, a young kid that's going to pop for the wrestling move the, the, the what you're saying is this is the other part and the same thing with the fast and furious with every single one of these small time car racing thieves they all look like they were trained by the freaking navy seals it's like what you didn't learn how to fight like that racing cars buddy so how why all of a sudden are you a navy seal type fighter mm -hmm. and uh in the in the beginning the scene you talked about where he shot his partner in the heart this is a this is bad at writing right <laughs> We know why he shot him in the heart, because we mm -hmm. figured he wasn't dead. We knew he probably had a bulletproof vest on or it was a dummy gun, right? Mm -hmm. So when they walk back, the Russian guy goes, why didn't you shoot him in the head? And he goes, eh, it's too messy. You know, I like to clean it up. He's like, yeah, the military. And he said he wasn't military. Then later on, he's fighting these dudes like he's absolutely a Red Beret Navy SEAL hybrid. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's insanity it's so so bad i you know how normally i tell people look don't take my word for it watch this shit I, mm -hmm. no do not don't watch this shit don't <laughs> we, do it we watched it for you so we're gonna try to at least tell you about this movie as best as we can without either laughing or or puking we either need to hear nor there but he gets you know he gets the guns off the streets but again the technicality because this supposed uh, arms dealer, T.W., was he got out. You know, it must be the justice system. It must be, you know, it must be these liberal judges just giving him a slap on the wrist, giving him a timeout, giving him a, a, a sentence for a halfway house or whatever the case may be, or wear an ankle bracelet. Yeah, that will teach him a, a real lesson. Not spending with, with 25 years. Yeah, not spending 25 years in, in, a, in you know, San Quentin. But being in his home with an ankle bracelet that's already been jacked up. So neither here nor there, Reflection. That's my little diatribe. But there is a theme to this movie, Reflection Nights. And the theme is, well, Ray Thompson, a.k.a. Dolph Ziggler, Reflection Nights, has a troubled past. He doesn't have 
a great family life per, per se because he had a very bad event. He had a tragic event. So, you know, I'm not going to try to make fun of that, T.W. He witnessed his son getting run over by a car. He wit and the funny and not the funny thing, but the most ironic thing is because the person that ran over him ran over his son. He arrested the dude. He got him. Either he arrested him or he killed him. I forget what the the semantics. Tw, but it was a cop. But, hmm. It was another cop. Yeah, it was a dirty cop. No, no, it was not a. It was not a cop. It was a. It was a Russian who oh. was trying to become a, a U.S. citizen. Oh. But he was, you know, he was running from the law or something, or he just ran a red light. Again, neither neither here nor there. It's semantics. But he had a brother, so he wanted to get revenge on Dolph Ziggler. He wanted to play a game, not like Triple H, but he wanted to play a game with Dolph Ziggler. So what do you do? You kidnap another Russian kid who is, you know, another theme here, Reflection Ice, and TW will love this, is about illegal immigration. You know, we talk about Mexicans and the, bo and the border. But goddamn, there's a lot of illegal Russians coming in this this goddamn country, TW. What what's what say you, TW? We always talk about these Mexicans. We always talk about Hondurans, you know, Yugos, you know, El Salvadorians. We never talk to talk about the dirty Russians that are going over the wall, TW. It must be there's racism. There's racism. If they, we we talk about illegal immigration in Seattle and all these Russians are in this in this commune. No, it's not racism. It's elitism. It's mm -hmm. people with money coming here. And they do this. Walk on what? in. People without money got to sneak or get in a big line. That's mm -hmm. the way it is. It ain't got nothing to do with race and everything. But you know, you know what, though? They keep saying all these borders, the Mexican border, they're not Mexicans sneaking in. They're, mm -hmm. they're Middle Eastern people sneaking in. They're people from Europe and Asia sneaking in that came that way instead of coming the other way where they'd be told, you can't come here because there are no fly lists, all that. Mm -hmm. shit. But bottom line, this country's always been haves, have nots. Us, we're somewhere in the middle, and that's why they don't like us, and they try to get rid of the middle class. So they're just haves and have nots. We're the might haves. Yeah. One day. That's why. And that's, one day. And that's why you got to vote green. But anyway, neither here nor there. <laughs> but again, they kidnapped this kid, this illegal immigrant kid, and then they put it on the dark web, TW, that he has a bomb on him you know, strapped up to him, but we don't know where he is. And in essence, Dolph Ziggler, who is already suspended because of what he did, he shot his undercover partner. He has to, you know, be reinstated to a degree, which he wasn't, but he has to track down this kid. He has to find the bomb and he has to defuse the bomb. I just want to say one thing, TW. Did you notice that police station? That was the most ridiculous looking police station I ever saw in my like life. NASA or airport. Not only it looked like NASA, it looked like a fucking like it looked like Microsoft. It looked like Facebook. <laughs> it looked like the Facebook corporate offices. Like that's here, where you would But here's the other problem. What's the problem? This is his precinct where Kane and him and that other dude that he shot work and this mm -hmm. girl who come in from out of town to be Epa, it just sits there like she has a desk. Mm-hmm. Like she works with them. She's not even working there. And then she's got a gun and a badge and goes chasing people with dogs. It's like, come on, dude. What? Does she have three jobs? Is she Jamaican? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> three hey, jobs, though. Three jobs with one paycheck. That's all that, that's all that matters in the end. Do you so, get the reference? Do you know the reference? Yeah, I get the reference of the Jamaican oh. uh, worker. But anyway. And living color, some bitch. Of course. Of course. <laughs> hey, man. Got to go to work. But anyway, neither here nor there. But the caveat is that Dolph Ziggler has six hours to find this kid and defuse this bomb. And he, ha he has to cut, he has to cut all corners. He must do what he does best. He just has to get the answers that he needs. So one of the spots, again, reflection as we're not gonna go with every segment of the movie because it's actually, it's all cliche. He goes to the bar, he beats up, you know, bikers. He goes to a tattoo shop, he beats up tattoo artists. All the, all the, and all that stuff, but it, again, him and the Ipa girl are beating up people just to try to find this kid. But we must talk about the, the main event, you could say, because what he had to be a drop-off person. He had to give the money. There was a ransom. So Dolph Ziggler had a $2 million bag in his, you know, he had a $2 million bag. And he had to go to a- 126 cents. 
That, well, I'm not, I don't remember the exact. It was two two million one hundred twenty two dollars and sixty five cents or something like that. that but was anyway, part of the bad writing. Yeah, that was part of the bad writing, but it had a purpose because again, the connection between the the guy that you know ran over his kid and he, he's the brother and then he was trying to get a visa and all this stuff. It was all this stupid stuff, like you said, T.W. Bad writing, but the piece they resistance. For the selling of this movie, if you will, Reflection Nights, is the scene where Dolph Ziggler has this money to give to the bad guys so this way they would do the exchange to get the kid. But they must do it at a WWE house show. Now, TW, you say it's SummerSlam. No, it's not. I will say this. It was supposed to be a WWE house show, but you could tell that this was a Raw, but they just changed the Titantron and just try to make it look like it was a house show. So I'll give you that. But they take this somewhere. Like, this probably was, like, the begin, Like, you know, the pre-taste, like, Raw starts at 9 o'clock live on USA Network. This had to have been about 7 o'clock, two hours before this. So the people coming in, they're enjoying themselves watching main event and all that stuff. So let's say, ETW, because who did you see in the back with Dolph Ziggler? It's funny that you had Kane. AEW's roster is what I saw. Well, you saw Daniel Bryan there. You saw Roman Reigns there. You saw New Day. You saw The Ascension. You saw uh, you saw Rusev or AKA Miro, Miro and all that stuff. Who, who got a who got a hit on Dolph? Yeah, that that was the funniest part there. And you then saw, you saw Lana Moxley doing push-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it was it was nuts, man. And then, then I had to I actually had to stop and go, "What year was this?" And I'm like, "Man, that's crazy because it doesn't seem like that long ago." But you're talking eight years, six, seven years, and it's like, don't blink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't blink. And and like you said, this is 2016. Probably was uh, filmed in late 2015 and all, late 2015 for all purposes. But it's funny that the drop zone for all this, you know, at first I thought that the kid was in the arena for the for the bomb. So I was like. You gotta put a you gotta put a kid in a bomb at a WWE house show event. You know, Vince McMahon would love that. He would like that would be an angle. I want to do that as an angle. God damn it, Val. We we could do this. So it probably was get the kid so what, the limo, use the same footage of the limo blowing up with the kid in. So what's the ETW with all the wrestlers you saw, and then supposedly you know Miro, aka Rusev, committed a federal crime or you know whatever he no assaulted. He was suspended. He was suspended. Doesn't count. Well, well, okay, I'll I'll give you that. But you know what's the ETW that you know it's funny that he's going after these Russian terrorists and all that stuff, and supposedly the Bulgarian brute Rusev. He must have had Mother Russia. He must have got something on his like flip phone. He must have got something on his iPhone that that said "Stop Dolph Ziggler." What's the ATD? Of, nope. Out of all the wrestlers nope. that mirror, what what, what was, was it? He saw a guy with a gun and didn't know he was because he said, "I'm a cop," and he he hit him at, after he said he was a cop. He said, "I'm a cop," and super kicked him. He Every- thought he was being a hero. Mm. Everybody moved out the way because of the gun, but Mirror was the only one. That was brave enough to go after the cop who thought right. who he thought was the terrorist. Right. Like you said, very, very bad writing. And of course, or- Dolph Ziggler beat the shit out of Miro after he, you know, he got super kicked. No, Miro speared him first, and Dolph Ziggler did the super kick and got him out of the way. So, you know, so Miro could have been injured because of a of a Barrow cop. So Vince McMahon could have sued the, the city of Seattle. He could have sued the SPD, you know, the Seattle Police <laughs> Department and all that stuff. Logistically, Reflectionites, the cop beat up one of his, you know, employees. You can't do that. Not on Vince McMahon's watch. So you know that Vince McMahon was not in Seattle that day. He was in Connecticut in Titan Towers. That's all I'm going to try to say here. But, you know what, before anything, before we even talk about, you know, how deep this this web of this game of trying to, you know, beat the six-hour limit, TW. We haven't really talked about, you know, the other guy, the other co-star, because you kind of try to, like, push it off a little bit. But you know how I am. I am the professor. I notice everything. we got to talk about this co-star. Everybody's favorite mayor of Tennessee, the most polarizing mayor out of in politics today, Glenn Jacobs came. The, the, the suit, the, the police uniform that he was wearing just didn't seem to fit him well. <laughs> just It just looked like, you know, he just grabbed it out of the closet and it just... It felt off to me. You know, what's TW about Glenn Jacobs? Not his acting skills. Of course, it was atrocious. It was very mundane. It was very plain. I'm not asking, I'm not asking you about his acting skills. But 
What did you feel he contributed to this movie, The Countdown? Nothing. Very, guys, very guys like him don't end up being the chief and whatever because he's too big to have been the guy running the beats and doing all that stuff. It's just it. They wasted him. He should have been the partner who was just out clobbering people instead of the boss. That little dude could have been the boss. You so put a hairpiece on him and make him the boss. But Kane, you would you would have wanted Kane and Dolph Ziggler to be partners and you know try to track down the terrorists better. No, I, I would have wanted Miz to be in this movie instead of Kane because oh, he okay. was horrible. But at the end of the day, Kane just there's nothing about Kane's part that's believable. It's like. He's supposed to be this bottom line guy, yet he wouldn't be that. He'd be the guy who wanted to do the way things Dolph did. Look, you just got to get it done to get the job done. That's big dudes with muscles. That's what they want. They just want freedom to do whatever it takes to, to take the bad guy off the street. He would, The little nerds are the ones that want to use their brain and their pencil, not their arms and legs to, to mm-hmm. fight crime. So it's just the whole thing is... He's, and he's horrible. There's no, there's no other way to describe his acting as anything other than poor. You, you know what? You and Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert share this very good analytic stylings of reviewing movies. I, I so love the way you review movies. It's on the <laughs> level of Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert, but neither here nor there. So, you know, again, there's nothing really left in the WWE house show scenes because, again, the most... Uh, I guess memorable scene is him and Miro, you know, interacting with each other, and that's already done. So let's talk about another kind of ridiculous, kind of out the box scene, TW, and that's when Dolph Ziggler invades the Russian consulate in Seattle because one guy, reflection nights, one road cop, one suspended cop gets his way into the Russian consulate and gets to the, uh, let's say, the ambassador. Whatever. Let's just call him the, you know, the ambassador to the Russian uh, consulate, whatever the case may be, TW. He, he gets around all the guards and he gets to the consulate to get the information he needs. How realistic, TW, do you think that scene is? How re- or how ridiculous that scene is? Or is it just one of those, you know, 80s formulas where the, the cop like Schwarzenegger or the cop like Stallone would just be the one guy against 200? And that's what you expect. He's the tough SOB that can, you know, overcome all the odds. It's recalculus. That's what it is. <laughs> and what, what it is, is this is why they ask us to suspend our disbelief. I had mm. no problem with it. I knew it was a means to an end. Uh, what I did have issues with is... I, it, they make it out like the Russian ambassador's in on it. Like, you know who you're messing with. Like, come on, man. Just let some of them be good guys. Why did? Why does every... Because it didn't dawn on me until you said it about Miro, right? Mm-hmm. He's Bulgarian or Belarus, whatever the fuck. But that's from the old Russia, the old Soviet Union. So the, the idea of this movie, this is the lazy writing. This is every Russian's a bad guy in this movie. Miro hitting him through the wall with the spine buster and then through the wall is it, it. I know it was him trying to be the hero, but it still came across as him trying to help the Russian get away. Mm-hmm. Right. So every single Russian on the planet that's on our soil is a bad guy. And it's like, the why not just go there in the consulate and help him? Oh shit. I know that guy. Let's help you find him. Why has he got to fight everybody there? Because the reality is everyone there's armed and you would have died in about 2.2 seconds. You wouldn't even got to tell your story why you're in there. You would have taken a bullet to the brain, and it would have been over. And or, or we could look at it from a different spectrum, TW, and follow me here right now. What is going on for the past year and, and some change? You know, the war in Ukraine, you know, we're not going to get political here, to, uh, Reflection Ice. Again, was WWE trying to tell us something? Was WWE trying to tell the future? This is, you know, the Russians. Don't trust the Russians, TW. WWE was trying to warn us, and this movie countdown is, is kind of like symbolic. It's like fortune telling. Do you agree with that, or are you just like it's just bad writing? It's bad writing and it's cliche, is what it is. Well, you know, it, usually cliche isn't bad because it's tried and true. This is just bad writing, cliche, bad writing. Not like you know, you know, 
So when 24 first started, the bad guys were, were Middle Eastern, right? Mm-hmm. And then 9-11 happened. Then for the next few years of 24, the bad guys were never Middle Eastern. They made they were a Russian. cop Middle yeah. Eastern. They made a, a girl that was on there, was a, a victim that was Middle Eastern. Uh, and it, it became Russians. It became Canadians. It became other Americans. But mm-hmm. never again was it Middle Eastern people because unfairly after 9-11 our country all the races bound together and said screw those guys and that was unfair that you know but to go to the extreme where you can never make them the bad guys again is Mm -hmm. you know basically you're 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 begging russia to blow something up so that we would leave them alone Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just make them the bad guy have a good reason for them being mad at you or bad you because the, the good villains are the ones that feel justified, right? That's why right. we like Boba Fett. It's why we like Darth Vader. It's why we like Darth Maul. But the bad guys that are just crazy, uh, nobody cares about them, right? But if, if you make them think that they're justified in what they're doing, you almost get them, um, what's the word? Not credence? Empathy. Not credence. No, no, credence means you agree with them. Uh, empathy. You're giving them mm-hmm. empathy, like, all right, this, but, like in a lot of movies where the bad guy ends up turning good, uh, Fast and the Furious, it's uh-huh. they were wrong about what they were upset by. Someone showed them, hey, this is what really happened, and then they turned around and now they're a good guy, right? So just they show them the lazy. way. They, sh- they yeah. show them the light. Yeah, I get right. you. And it showed that they were willing to see the light, right? Whereas uh-huh. every other movie where it's lazy writing, it's just flat out they're bad guys because they're from this place. That don't, don't fret, Reflectionites. This movie, no Russians saw the light. They were all bad, and this was 100% Dolph Ziggler and, the, and, the and worst part is, the guy that has the kid ends up being the weakest of all of the Russian bad guys, yet he's portrayed as like, he's the one that had the car accident. Mm-hmm. Right, well, his, his, his brother had the car accident, right, and he right. was trying to get it. Do you, the you remember the line he said to the kid? Let's see if he likes Russian kids, right? Mm-hmm. That's his empathy. He's mad at what happened to his brother because he killed an American kid. So he's a bad, but he doesn't even end up being the main bad guy. It ends mm-hmm. up being the guy in the damn bumper boat uh, marina all over. It's just yeah, the, the tugboat operator guy. Yeah, it's, the, it's so bad. It's so bad and it's so convoluted. So, you know, again, I get what you're saying. You know, suspend disbelief that one man can go into a Russian consulate and actually do an inter. This is actually what he did could start World War Three to a degree because he went after the the ambassador and his security and one of his security guards shot the ambassador. So and you can all you can like sell this reflection on Russian TV. Putin could have been like. An American tried to kill one of our comrades ambassadors at the at the embassy. We must have retribution. You know, a nuclear war could have happened. But again, I digress on that. So, you know, let's go into another kind of I try to suspend disbelief, TW, <laughs> but there was a point where, you know, they were trying to frame our hero cop, Dolph Ziggler, a.k.a. Ray Thompson. So we must go back to the Facebook slash Google office that was a police station where Kane and the undercover cop that doesn't like Dolph Ziggler to begin with because he shot him in the heart. We're trying to interrogate him and try to get this, the you know, try to ask him these questions. And where's this money? You know, how come you have like a million dollars in this offshore bank account in the Cayman Islands or whatever the case may be? And of course, Dolph Ziggler is trying to prove his innocence and all that stuff. But he escapes. And this and this is and reflection as you got to see the building where it becomes funny to me because it looks like a maze. Like I said, this building looks like Facebook technologies. This bu- this building looks like Google Enterprises or whatever. The TW, you know, you you get where I'm going with this. This yep. is not a police station, but for the purpose of the scene, TW, like again, like you say, suspend disbelief. Dolph Ziggler is trying to escape from this goddamn maze of a police station. He goes <laughs> up, he goes sideways, he goes down, then he goes up again, and then he zip lines down to get to the parking lot. So what's the ATW about the ridiculousness? While poor Bobby Brown is just trying to wash windows, man. Oh God, you know maybe <laughs> maybe he was listening to uh, every little step on his on his uh, ear pu- earbuds. Every but little anyway. window I clean. <laughs> 
I don't. I, I would actually sing that if I was cleaning windows <laughs> too myself. But anyway, what say you about this ridiculous scene of him trying to outrun the police, the C Seattle Police Department in this maze of a police station? Uh, it's, it, you know, this is the first part where I understood what you meant about it not being a police station. I thought you were talking about that room they were in, which mm -hmm. looked like an air traffic controller area, right? You could, hey, I, I'll go with that too. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, the building is like the fucking Mall of America, and everyone in it's a cop. And oh, by the way, they're all incompetent and can get their ass beat in three seconds by oh. the former, the the already admittedly non-military Dolph Ziggler, who mm -hmm. apparently trained with uh, Bruce Wayne with fucking fighting bats in a cave. Bruce Wayne, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He had all the, the makings of the ultimate fighter reflectionized. But again, the ridiculousness of it. And again, the resistance that he ziplined with Bobby Brown, the, the window cleaner. I have now got to rewatch this again to make sure that it was Bobby Brown because he couldn't, he does, he was a little bit chunky in the face. And in 2016, the greatest R&B singer of all time, Bobby Brown, was chunky enough to play a window washer. But again, neither here nor there. <laughs> but we must come to the ending here, T.W., because after all this, the funny thing is we must go back to where, he, where it all began again. I guess that old saying goes because actually. This is where it all started from. Right. That's the addition. So Bobby Brown. It, it was so convenient after this, you know, going all around Seattle, Washington, that the kid was already there to begin with. And I find it really at ridiculous. At the damn Mall of America police station. Yes. And I find it ridiculous for a multitude of reasons, Reflectionites. And the first reason is this. Ain't no way in hell that the janitorial crew is not going down there and doing sweeps. They should know or they should at least have an inkling that something is going on in their own goddamn basement reflection ice. It's a fucking police station. I'm not saying, T.W., it's Fort Knox. I'm not saying. Oh, no, the Patsy was their janitor, so he had no problem sneaking the kid in with bombs tied to him. I, yeah, because he was dressed as a janitor. I guess he had a job as a janitor for a couple of weeks so he could put the kid in a, in a, in a garbage bag or a, a garbage box or whatever and wheel him down. So it was actually convenient. But yet that janitor was nowhere to be seen. So, you know, where the hell was the kid? All that stuff. So I just kind of found it, find it redundant or ridiculous that it all began again to go back to the police station, go back to the to the boiler room to find the kid. And then Reflectionites, I kid you not. Let's say he had about three minutes. So, again, TW, I understand you talk about suspend disbelief. But I've been in corporate buildings and you have too. I have been in the basement and I have to let's say and if I have to go to the 20th floor where he went to to try to go to the bomb diffusing office. It does not take you three minutes. Not with the fastest <laughs> elevator. It <laughs> takes you about six minutes, depending on people stopping every long waiting for the goddamn elevator to get to the basement because it's the slowest, the slowest time consuming elevator to get. Is from the basement. I know this because I work in corporate buildings. So what's ATW about the ridiculous? He had three minutes and he got to the 20th floor and he had a minute to spare to get the, the, the vest off. But yet he wanted everybody out. He wanted the bomb team out of the uh, uh, out of the room where they could actually do their job. Because he's Mr. Everything, man. He's the showstopper. He's the headliner. He's the main event. He's whatever yeah, he, he let the 20th floor office get blown up. Right. Oh, just the one room. Well, whatever. But I'm just saying 40 yards, which probably the way would have been the whole fucking floor and the but, roof and the, and the building underneath it. It's 40 every direction. The building would have imploded. But do, do you remember TW where, you know, Dal Ziegler was talking to the bomber and he talked about how impactful this bomb would be out 40 of all yards. That, 40. That he said 40 yards. The, the girl did one because somehow they got all these perfect pictures of the bomb on the kid and said, mm -hmm. it's got a fake wire. Oh, and look, it's a cell phone. He can detonate it with a phone call, which was the scene with him with the phone uh, getting popped in the brain. Uh, and then you had the cheesy writing. We can't forget about this. Where he mm -hmm. goes, does this guy work here? Well, from the looks on the bullet hole in his head, not anymore. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but they got pictures of it, and, and he said, what are we looking at here? And she says, it's got a 40-yard radius. That's damn near half a football field, uh-huh. which means it would be the whole floor and about four above it and four below it because each floor is about 10 feet. But yet, the, but yet the trajectory reflection of the, of the blow-up is just out the window, and that's it. Nothing really – the building kind of like, you know, survived. Right. So, you know, if the, if the bomb went off in the basement, then the building should crumble down like, you right. know, the World Trade Center. But they right. didn't do that. They didn't want to do that, scene because like you say, T.W., you don't want to go back to, like, real-life history, and it would offend some people and probably, like, bring some bad memories. I get that. I get right. that. But yet the ridiculousness of three minutes, not the three-minute warning like Eric Bischoff did, but three minutes from the basement to the 20th floor is not possible. Right. I've done it myself. It's taken me at least six to nine minutes to make it from the basement to the 20th floor myself in, in a corporate building. What's AETW? It's ridiculous. You know how ridiculous you want, this? How ridiculous? Dolph hands the kid to an EMT, mm-hmm. says to the kid's parents who somehow got the phone call to come there. That's a good kid. He was a trooper in there. And the movie fucking ends because oh, they didn't want to explain buddy, buddy, any aftermath. But he punches his undercover, well, supposedly oh, yeah. his undercover partner, and Kane with the line is, I didn't, I didn't see, see that. a thing. I didn't see I didn't a see thing. So, that, you know. That's how Kane would have been. Mm-hmm. He would have been like, fuck this guy. You know, the little right. midget with the Napoleon complex. Fuck this guy. That's, I tried so hard not to cuss Travis if you listen, but it's too late. This movie's that bad. Well, you know what, Pastor Travis, give a little penance to our man TWs because because of this movie being so trash, he deserves <laughs> to at least, you know, get a little cursing off here and there. So let's put a bow on this because there's really nothing left to talk about. Again, I think this was his one. This was the one and only venture of Dolph Ziggler for WWE Studios purposes, unless he started other movies. Didn't he I, do a Marine? I thought he was in one of the Marine movies, like the third one. No, it's been all. It's been either Cena and Miz, and maybe Orton. and maybe Orton might have did one. I but swear I don't. Dolph Ziggler did a Marine movie. He did. Unless there was, what was there another John Cena movie like the Marine? Well, he did the this, sequel this, to that one. This movie was like a John Cena movie too, because it was a countdown movie. So you know, I I'm just saying. He right, but John that, Cena did the Marine, but he also did that other movie, and there was a second one of those. I think Dolph was the second one of those. Well, you know, again, I, I just don't know every movie that uh, Dolph Ziggler did reflection. So excuse me on that because I'm not a Dolph Ziggler avid fan. <laughs> I, I might fan. be wrong. Shit, you might be right. That's why I just don't remember. But just, again, I'm just saying, I typed stick in to Dolph, comedy. Clicked on Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> just stick to comedy, Dolph Ziggler. Nick but anyway. Oh, he's in Shallow Hell. He's in Shallow Hell? Well, his only reel is Countdown. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. He did Shallow Hal. I don't remember. He must have had a, like a he must have had a bit part. Oh, he's in a movie called Beyond the Dark or a TV show called Beyond the Dark. Okay. Uh, Speed of Time, which is must be a spinoff because he's called Orville. Uh, that looks like Johnny uh, Johnny Nitro. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in the show called Heel. He's the bartender. Okay. We got to get back to 2016, right? Well, whatever. If he if he's in any kind of movie. Other than Countdown, because that's the Countdown, only thing I know. Some show called Smoosh. Smoosh? Me, him, her. Okay, me, him, her. Countdown. Me, him, hers looks like it's fucking like you can't do that on TV. Eight episodes of some shit called oh, Clash Time. It's The Miz. Mm-hmm. I know he did like he was like on the rea- on the Miz and Mrs. reality show, but you know that's his friend. So that's what it was, yeah. Yeah, he didn't do anything else. Holy shit, man! That's wow. I think let's put a bow in this TW, and I'll go, I'll go first. I think this was his venture to try it out and see if he would like you know get his feet wet and see if like you know you got to start somewhere TW, especially when you want to do this Hollywood thing full time. You know, like right. John Cena has gone full board. And now he's got the best best acting gigs, you could say, or best right. acting roles right now. Same thing with The Rock, like you said, he did he did the he had the two two movie, whatever the case may be. He did the bad Disney movies, but yeah, he's done the Fast and Furious franchises, and he's one of the top movie stars of all time, and all that stuff. You got to start somewhere. You got to pay your dues. Right. So Dolph Ziggler might have got his feet wet. He saw the the acting thing, and probably he didn't. Maybe he didn't like the schedule. 
maybe he just was like, you know what? I know my worth or I know the kind of roles I want and I know I won't get it. So I don't want to put the time in. What's the ETW? Because again, he's been more full board in his comedy stuff, his stand-up comedy stuff, because he can control that. He can control his destiny with the stand-up comedy stuff. He can't control his destiny with the movie stuff. 12 rounds was the movie I was thinking of. Here's funny you would ask that question. I look at my buddy Denny at the New Day when they're on the field going rah, rah, rah for the Michigan Panthers game. And I'm like, do you think those guys prefer this or do you prefer they be on a wrestling show somewhere in wrestling? And he goes, well, they ain't taking no bumps here. And I'm like, you're probably right. And it's just all admiration. People are there to, but it feels like a long day. Like they've been there since whatever time sitting there. And, but the movie business is that to the wrestler. They're not, some of them like John Cena, Hogan. I don't even know if Hogan, but John Cena and the rock, definitely not Austin. They are probably making money now in Hollywood like they made in wrestling, right? Uh-huh. Millions per. Rock's definitely making more than he made in wrestling. But like when Edge did his acting and stuff, I think he gets paid more money to go back and wrestle full time than he does acting on a USA TV show. You know, they probably get a couple grand a day or whatever, but it's what? For a couple months? Whereas you're uh-huh. wrestling full time a year. So I think they all dip their water and their toes in the water hoping that someone picks them on because like like any actor will tell you in hollywood if, if you don't become a movie star you just want to get on a tv show you get on a tv show you'll never work another day in your life if that shit gets past two seasons because they're going to go into syndicate you're always going to get a check from that mm-hmm. that gig like so if you can get on a tv show it's a steady gig it's it's a weekly check it's all that so i think these guys do these movies bon jovi he's your, he's my favorite liberal mm-hmm. this idiot Started smoking at 30-something years old because he put his toes in the water of acting. And I think they think it's a little more glamorous than it is because it's – you ever heard – you ever uh, – uh, what's the say? Show up or hurry up and wait or something like that. There's a, there's a saying in Hollywood. Hurry uh-huh. up, wait. Because you get there, don't be late, but then you wait all day before they need you. But you better be there on time. Hurry Mm -hmm. up and wait. That's what they say. Hurry up and wait. And he started smoking out of boredom. He smoked just to stay awake and whatever in his trailer. Out of boredom. Whereas at a rock show, for one, it's only a few months out of the year. You tour. You have your pick of the women in the audience to bring back in your locker room or dressing room. And then you go on to the next town. It's, It's a cowboy life, a gypsy life, but it ends. Movies, the bigger you are, the farther you are away from your family. The longer you're away from your family, the more often you're away. So I think it, they think it's a little more glamorous than it is. And once Dolph probably got his feet in the wet and he was like, eh, this ain't for me. This is not for me. Yeah. You know, again, maybe the passion is his stand-up comedy. Right. So the passion might not be for the film industry itself because, again, he does not want to do the casting couch with Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein and all that stuff. So neither here nor there. Again, you know, Dolph Ziggler you know, values his booty hole and he does not want it to be infiltrated by Epstein and Weinstein. I get that. So, you know, people make their choices. Rock and Cena has made their booty hole choices, but but it has resulted in millions of dollars as an actor. But neither here nor there. As we close on another episode of the PWR at the movies here at the Hami Media Group at Pawbeam.com. So, you know what? Next week, Reflection Nights, it will be Independence Day week weekend so to speak it will be fourth of july weekend so to speak so you know what next week tw we might have to do a spotlight so what kind of spotlight should we do but we should we should do a spotlight on the patriotic wrestlers out there we could we could we could talk about oh hacksaw jim duggan we could talk about mr usa tony atlas we could talk about the patriot and we could talk about American theme uh, angles or American inspired theme angles. Sergeant Angle, Slug. Lex Luger. Of course. But you get where I'm going with. Eddie the, Guerrero and Art Bar. You're right. But we, we will do the patriotic spotlight. We will spotlight wrestlers and we will spotlight patriotic angle moments in the history of professional wrestling. Can you deal with that? Can you hang with that, TW? I can hang with it. I can do All it. Right. 
All right. And with that being said, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. All righty. The Pro Wrestling Coalition Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at Podbean.com. Tommy Media Group at Podbean.com as well. And they also can be found at ChannelAttitude.com. Tommy Media Group. Uh, ours is called at PW Reflection on the Twitter. I mentioned them. So, Travis, if you want to try to talk to him at Nuts and Bolts PW, V O E L T Z PW. And Pastor Big Travis, w- Pastor Travis will bless you if you tweet at him. Yes. And uh, he spends all his time on the OVP page. Dig it. You spend more time on the Nuts and Bolts page with our stuff than he does. But uh, uh, Big Ray, we love him. He just had his his, his slam anniversary uh, two year, right? You said two. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember the year, but his sex anniversary already one happened. Year. For sure, one. But I think mm-hmm. two. I feel like it's two. But it's probably one because I mean I got a head injury. Ray, if I'm wrong. Uh, you can find him on all across the internet at Big Ray Hernandez. I'm sure you, if you're on it, he's on it, and you can find him at Big Ray Hernandez. My uh, my political Twitter is at Tommy Wonder 19, as well as my Instagram is Tommy Wonder 19. My TikTok and my nice guy that ain't so nice anymore Twitter is at the Tommy Wonder. Snapchat is number Wonder and Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder. And then Dum Dum doing an idiot and come so close to making videos, just haven't. But we 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 were gonna do the dual one, but the guy had some health problems. He delayed his trip. He's coming, but he just has to heal up from the issue he had. Um, far more important for him to be around than to press his buttons and come do stupid hot foods with us when he already has a health issue going on. So Yeah, that, that would not work for me either. <laughs> yeah, Kirk, Kirk's healing up. We're waiting for him to come back, and then we're going to do a, a joint YouTube venture. Uh, mm-hmm. But BigVitoBrand.Wixsite.com or Patreon.com backslash the BigVitoBrand support uh veto in the well and uh you can watch this early on the video version at twitch tv backslash the big veto brand and you can follow me on my twitter at pwsoprof that's pwsoprof and if this gets uploaded by a track brown this will be available on the pwso networks on the youtube follow my brothers in arms Billy Ray Valentine at Obi Wan, you know me, and the King of the Reactions. He's back. There's the Walking Dead, Dead City. It's back. Fear the Walking Dead. So get all those reactions from the King of the Reactions, A Track Brown, at the number eight, T R A C Brown. And again, next week we're going to do a special patriotic spotlight. We're going to, you know, talk about the, the patriotic wrestlers like Hacksaw Jim Douglas, Mr. USA T- Tony Atlas, the Patriot. We're going to talk about Sergeant Slaughter. We're going to talk about patriotic angles and all that stuff. So hopefully TW's head injury will allow him to remember these patriotic angles or unless I have to do all the work my damn self with going into the labs and finding all these angles myself. But neither here nor there. But anyway. USS Intrepid. Oh, yes. We'll talk about the body slam heard around the world. The most patriotic angle that TW could remember. He was drinking his Bud Light on the boat. But neither here nor there. But I'm the professor. That's Mr. Dum Dum Doo, idiot song, the Iron Stomach one. Tommy Wonder saying goodnight, and we'll see you next time here on the PWR podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. We got to coordinate. Well, we, we didn't do Boomerang, but I get where you're going.